The sun is shining in Las Vegas, Nevada. Hello again, everybody. This is Harry Carey. That's the most asinine marketing I've ever heard of. Live. Brian sends one to deep left. Way back. It is gone. A three-run homer. In the entertainment capital of the world. Didn't matter what the count was. It's the T.C. Martin Show. Time to get your daily prescription from the doctor. Oh, my goodness. That's the longest home run to center field we have seen in this ballpark. T.C. Martin. Way back it might be. It could be. Cobweb. 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 Holy cow. Look at the left fielder. He had the ball here. He had that one. And here's Adam comes out on the field. is now in hour number two on this tuesday yes our terrible tuesday takes coming up a little bit later this hour hang tight for that we continue on more non-stop sports talk your way we're here of course monday through friday 2 to 4 p.m talking about baylor crushing gonzaga last night no contest it was we'll continue hitting that ballpark frank in the house nunchuck on the other side of the glass T.C. Martin here as we continue to roll along on a Tuesday afternoon, as the Moody Blues once said. Yes, yes. It was on Days of Future Past. Great album. One of my favorite Moody Blues albums. And Bears maul people. They don't just crush them. They maul people. You like that maul They maul them. Well, because they're bears. They took their little COVID hibernation, and then they came (laughs) back out with a purpose, and they just mauled the competition. Is there a... Paul Blart Mall Cop, uh, you know, mauling in there? I no, That's just a dumb movie. That, uh, yeah, yeah. I didn't care for it either. <laughs> no. Kevin James, right? Yeah. Wasn't he on like some type of scooter or something like that? With one of those the, Sedgeways. Yes. Yeah, so, so, the, the kind of nunchuck rolls to work that. in? That sort of thing? <laughs> uh, I, I I don't know. Maybe he goes on to the pizza place on it. I'm not sure. I, I just looked. I, I've been with this guy for over an hour today, and I just, I just looked at his, his shirt there. Now, yeah. we're, t- we're talking musical references, Panic right? Panic at the Disco? Yeah, Panic at the Disco. Except but it's Panic it, at the Costco. Panic at the Costco. <laughs> well, there was a Panic at the Costco at the start of this pandemic. You couldn't get toilet paper. <laughs> no, Chuck, what am I going to do about you? So, again, he purchases another T-shirt. Don't get me going about, th- about this again. <laughs> he, he's got a lot of T-shirts. And he's got a lot of something else, too. Got a lot of speed dial there. <laughs> you know what? You know what I'm saying. Number three is for me. That's it. (laughs) All right. Let's go way yonder east, southeast, ladies and gentlemen, and talk to T.J. Reeves. I believe it's the dinner hour. I think we just bypassed the happy hour. (laughs) But T.J. Reeves, we'll find out what is on that menu tonight. If Mama Reeves is actually cooking, is he, uh, you know, getting forced to go through the drive-through here? Did he succumb to the twins? Let's all find it out with our good friend, the Buck sideline reporter, and again that Tampa Bay Ray uh, diva himself, T.J. Reeves. Always good to be with you on a terrible Tuesday. My initials, brother from another mother. 
Glad we're behaving. Fully ready for you to continue to gloat about the Baylor Bears. It will be baked Ziki tonight Whoa. on the menu at the Reeves household, not in the drive-thru. We do, yes, we do have breaking news that they have been doing state testing here uh, for the middle school, the elementary school, et cetera. So after the state testing, of course, we wanted to reward the twins. You know, they got through the test, all that. So they each went and had half of a of a quart of ice cream, I think, this afternoon. So I don't know how much ZD they will consume, but I am looking forward to it shortly after this interview is done. However, enough about the cuisine, which I know that you're wait, all wait, about wait, it. wait, 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 wait. Hold yeah. on. No, I'm taking I'm taking a 20, 20 second timeout or 30, Please whatever do. you want to call it right here, because you're talking food. So I got to go timeout here. I mean, you're on every couple weeks here. And every time mm-hmm. I, I know we talk about food and a plethora of things. I get that. But there's always this talk about the twins and they're being spoiled with something. If it's not food, it's not yes. some delicacy. It's something else. I don't know what kind of parent you are, my friend, but I think they got you, you know, by the hand, the gonads, whatever it is. I mean, you just spoil these kids that, rotten. I want to know what kind of ice cream they had. Very quickly in one sentence, didn't it, there for you? Well, you're a, you're a girl dad, yep. like I'm a girl dad. And, yes, there is a certain weakness that comes along with this. Uh, once it starts to go, but no, I mean, that was more my wife's doing of taking care of. I'm like, we're really going to go give them ice cream. Like they're five. Right. No, we did. We did that. Uh, and, uh, and they're happy. And so now I'm able to do the, the conversation with you and we progress on to later on in the evening. But what kind in, of ice uh, cream? Uh, yeah. Uh, one of them got cookie dough, uh, Frank, and one of them got like the, the Reese's, uh, peanut butter cup ice cream, both the vanilla based ice cream. And so. They're all good on that front, and we're ready for the ZT and the garlic bread and that kind of stuff this evening. But uh, well, well, I don't think, uh, again, I don't think everybody cares as much about the cuisine. I, I do, I do want to say I'm a little salty because my Gonzaga pick went south last night. And also the Champa Bay Rays, the defending American League champions, beaten 7 nothing by the winless uh, Red Sox last night at Fenway. I guess we were being benevolent on a Monday night, giving the Red Sox their first win of the year. So... I'm a little salty about those things, and please continue gloating on about how you knew all about Baylor and had them in every bracket from here to Hialeah. Go ahead. Wow. Listen to that. I mean, no kudos from you or nothing. I mean, that is the the, the worst backhanded compliment or <laughs> congratulations. Well, I mean, that, that's insane. I don't expect Waco, that from Texas. you, T.J. Reeves. Have you ever, wait, wait, have you ever been to Waco, Texas in your life, in all your travels and travails? Have you ever been there? Never been to Waco, Texas, okay. but I have been talking to Houston to nut on a daily basis and he told me that Texas is all wild for those Baylor Bears. This guy is texting me during the game wanting to know. He goes, hey, he goes, am I in the running for the pool? Am I going to win? I go, no, you're not winning anything, but just keep rooting for those Baylor Bears for me. Did I at least, did I defeat the former uh, coach of the Ole Miss Rebels and the Arkansas Razorbacks and the Arkansas State Indians in the pool or did I finish behind him? I think I finished behind the janitor. I finished behind <laughs> Numchuck, even though, did Numchuck eventually pay his entry fee or is no. he still still you, I don't know. Did I, how did I do? Wait, the breaking, uh, the breaking news here, my friend, is there's so much breaking news here. And I still got an ice cream story that I got to go back to. But no, Nubchuck was disqualified from the pool. You won't even see his name on the leaderboard anymore. It was like one of those golf <laughs> things. I was like, you, he didn't make the cut. He was taken off the leaderboard altogether. He was ninth. Oh. This guy was ninth going into it. And I had to ex- extract him from there because people wow. were saying, hey, we heard this guy didn't pay his, his money. Yeah, he didn't pay his rent. He didn't pay his money. So... 
to protect him, I had to take him off the pool. So when the winner gets his money, he's going to start adding up. Okay, 50 times. Wait a minute. Where's Nunchuck's money? So well, I'm, I'm protecting him. Nunchuck, dude. You exactly. don't even realize. Well, uh, it's kind of like that line in White Man Can't Jump with Woody Harrelson and Wesley Snipes, yeah. where he's like, you can't hustle a hustler. There's an ethics involved. That's right. Exactly. There's an ethics involved in the T.C. Martin bracket, and we got to yes. take the hustler out of the bracket if he's not paying. I am 100,000% behind you on that. <laughs> well, I will say this in Nunchuck's defense. It's tough to make the cup when you can't drive. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my god! But can now he putt, though? Cheap shot can he putt, though? There it is. And, uh, and just for the record, don't be getting mad at me. I didn't bring this up today. All right, your boy, three thousand miles away, he brought it up. Okay, there you go. There you go. All I know is you have been in contact with me for the last roughly twenty hours about how you had Baylor all along, and so I am bowing to you. Uh, but mo- you know, most people, uh, Mrs. Reeves picked Baylor in our family bracket, and she is celebrating. There's more breaking news because Mrs. Reeves won the family bracket between the twins, the, me and my father. My father and I uh, know more about college basketball than a lot of average people uh, would care to spend more than you know 15 minutes talking to us about it. And yet we didn't finish in the top three. Mrs. Reeves won the bracket with Baylor, so she joins you in your Baylor reveling. Scott Drew, Waco, Texas, Sikkim Bears, the whole thing. I have been to Waco, and my punchline was there's not much to Waco. There's nothing remarkable about Waco except now they have a national championship in men's basketball. She's the one that should have got the ice cream then. She won the contest. Amen. That's right. Amen. I mean, she – she did not watch a single second of regular season or conference tournament play uh, of college basketball, and yet she beat all of us, and what does that say? And I know it's the same like in the T.C. Martin bracket and for thousands of others uh, of pools across the country. The ones that know the least are the most dangerous. Wow. I think she was listening to the show, listening to our interviews, and listening to the Three Dog Thirsty uh, weeks ago. That, and she heard that the doctor picked that. That's where she was at. But anyway, I want to get back. I want to get back to an ice cream. I got an ice cream story yeah. for you. You want an ice cream story? I mean, what the heck? Alright, so had a family member visiting in town this past week, alright? And the family member says, I, I know what I want. You're always talking about the food and this and that. I need some ice cream. I said, okay, fine. They have this seasonal ice cream. Don't know if you guys are familiar with this or not. At Baskin Robbins, because I really wasn't too familiar with it. Are you familiar with, and I'll probably get the proper, the, the name will be wrong here. I believe it's called, uh, look it up. It's a ballpark nut ice cream at Baskin Robbins. Something like a bulk, uh, ballpark something. And basically, it's like a raspberry a vanilla swirl with cashews in it. A baseball nut. That's what it's called. Baseball nut ice cream. And supposedly, they advertise this, that they have this dur- during baseball season, at least during the spring, right? So, okay, fine. So, I make my way over on a very crowded Baskin-Robbins location here in the Las Vegas area during spring break time. Got to wait my way in line and had called. Apparently, the family member called and said, well, yes, they have it. So I go to the specific location, and I get there, and I said, I, the baseball nut, I need a, a quart of this or whatever, hand-packed is what it's called, the baseball, whatever. Is that how you say? Baseball nut ice cream. 
It looked to me like I had four heads, T.J. Reeves. <laughs> like, what, what are you talking about? Like, Which we, is we, very common we, for you, by the way. Yeah, in most places yeah, that you walk into, they yeah. look at you like that. We yeah. have no baseball nut ice cream. I go, wait a minute. I was told. Uh, the phone call came, this and that. So she's looking up and down the, what, 31 flavors? That's what it is still, 31 right. flavors? Okay. Right. Looking yeah. there, nothing there. And I said, well, that, that makes no sense. Uh, goes and gets the manager. Manager comes over. Very crowded restaurant at this point in time. And I said, yeah, uh, where's the baseball nut? Uh, oh, sorry, we don't have it, sir. You really don't have it? I said, you know, called earlier, family member called her this and that. He starts looking around like there's a hidden camera. And he goes, I'll be right back. I go, what? What does that mean? You'll be right back. He goes, well, we have some in the back. And I go, wait a minute. Do you, you have it or you don't have it? And now the worker's going, what do you mean? We, we do have it? He goes, well, he goes, we're going to have it, but it's here, but we haven't put it on display yet. So whoever told you that on the phone, very sorry. They weren't supposed to tell you that. I go, do you have it or do you not have it? They go, we have it. It's in the back. Hang around for 20 minutes if you don't mind, and I'll thaw some out for you. <laughs> I go, okay, fine. I've waited this long. So I wait 20 minutes, come back, and he brings it back. The hand-packed quart, oh, for $10, by the way, of the baseball nut ice cream. I said, so is this a secret thing? Is it secret pizza at the Cosmopolitan or what? He goes, well, it'll be on display eventually, but usually we don't advertise uh, until it's on display, and it's not scheduled for display yet. Never heard of such a thing. But I did have this, it, and it, and it was very this, good. This story, Baskin-Robbins has got to be a sponsor on the show after this story <laughs> because you were able to walk in, snap the fingers, and get ice cream that apparently the general public does not have access to. The logical follow-up is, are the employees just enjoying this ice cream for themselves, like back in the back during the break? And not bringing it out. That's what I was thinking yeah. that you were talking about. That yeah. the public at large, uh, besides T.C. Martin, of course, is not eligible to receive this. But, so, I, but I did receive it. $10 later. Uh, for it's, 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 it's your Philly cheesesteak at Dodger Stadium story all over again. You got something that's that true. they don't even sell. But they advertise it and they do sell it. They're not advertising it yet. Somebody on the phone gave you information that was oh. not supposed to be to the public. Oh. The person on the phone screwed up. It's not going on display yet. You jumped the line. You should be an Oklahoma fan because you're a Sooner. You jumped everything. You got it before it's available. Breaking news. D.C. Martin replacing Lon Kruger. Porter Moser, you're out. Now, wait a minute. I'm not buying that, though, Frank, because they've been. I haven't seen personally seen the commercial, but the family member said that they've been seeing an advertisement. The family member from where? You said they're from out of Sacramento. town. Sacramento. Yeah. Yes. So maybe they have it uh, at the Sacramento basketball. Well, they got it obviously here not, in the back. But they're not advertising it yet. Mm-hmm. It's like Something when you shady like here. that shady. that horrific sandwich that say, McDonald's let, has let me, every year. Can, can I just intercede and maybe we'll bring it back to basketball? There will be no sports segment, on this show today. We've already maybe, determined maybe that. Maybe this segment is like that tanker that was stuck in the Suez Canal. We're going to be here for days. I don't know. But let me just bring it back to two important details that you gave to the listening audience on the T.C. Martin Show. Number one, you're attempting to navigate during spring break to go get ice cream from somewhere. And number two, you're taking the information of a minimum wage Teenage, probably, employee at Baskin-Robbins for your vital info. What could have possibly gone wrong in your journey? I rest my case. There you go.
That ice cream was pretty good, though, I tell you. Want me to bring you some? I think they're all gone. No. Uh, no, no. I got to look I gotta look into whether we have that in this. Uh, yeah, do that for me. Look into that. Yeah, baseball nut there in uh, the fine state of Florida. There you have it. All right. As soon as you included nuts, I'm out. I hear you. <laughs> I, and I'm not really a nut guy in ice cream as well, too. Now, No, you're a nut. Yeah, well, this is true. <laughs> I'm an almond. <laughs> all right. TJ Reeves. We've said everything we want to say about the Baylor Bears. What do you want to say about this tournament and last night's game? Well, two or three things that we keep coming back to. Number one, we're going to talk about that semifinal game forever with Gonzaga and UCLA, which I have said repeatedly on the College Basketball Coast to Coast show and podcast this weekend, uh, interviews like this, et cetera. That's one of the top two or three college basketball games of all time. Not an over-exaggeration, not an overstatement. Just for the high level of play, both teams shot over 55%. Drama, big plays, Gonzaga unbeaten season. It's every bit the 92 Christian Leitner shot to beat Kentucky. It's every bit uh, the Valvano memorable game. Uh, with Derek Wittenberg, and he still claims it's a pass to the late Lorenzo Charles for the dunk to beat Fly Flama Jamma in Houston. I mean, when you think the – and that was not a great game. That was not a well-played no. game, and Houston, Houston built a condominium with all the brick free throws. But when you talk about the great games of college basketball, this, this one's in the top two or three. So this tournament's going to be remembered for that. It's going to be remembered for Gonzaga being undefeated, getting all the way to the championship game, and now it's going to be remembered for the Baylor Bears – completely outplaying them and winning their first ever national championship, only the second ever for the state of Texas, the, the legendary Don Haskins and the, and the famous 1965 Texas Western All-Black starting five, beating Lily White, Kentucky's the other one. So we got so much to remember from this tournament, and Baylor deserves all of the credit because they jumped all over them. They made shots. They made three-point shot after three-point shot. Uh, you could just see Gonzaga rattled. Gonzaga not ready for the aggressive defense. Uh, and once it became 11 to 1, 29 to 10, it was curtains. It was over. And Baylor just kept hitting shots and was not going to let them back in the game. What a great performance by them. And I wish that I had the foresight of T.C. Martin to have picked the Baylor Bears, but alas, I did not. There you go. That is T.J. Reeves, ladies and gentlemen. There you go. Talking about the Baylor Bears resounding pummeling of the Gonzaga Bulldogs last night. Huber Here's Day- my question to you. Here's my question because I want to use this for other shows and other info. Did Baylor uh, help the books, and did the books clean up on the general public in, in Nevada? <clears throat> or was it the opposite? Did the public get in on Baylor plus the points and do very well for themselves in that championship game when a lot of people and a lot of brackets had Gonzaga? What's the verdict, or do we know yet? Yeah, well, we talked about this on the show yesterday. A bunch of Baylor Bear money came rolling into the books, uh, you know, taking the plus five, uh, moving it down to four and a half. Uh, so there was a lot of Baylor money there. However, the books did exceptionally well. It was a great scenario for the books because they actually needed Baylor to offset all of those Gonzaga future tickets because there was a lot of heavy money bet on Gonzaga to win the tournament. So all of those players got taken out. So the books were happy about that. So they'll go ahead and, and, and pay off the people that had Baylor in the, in the one-game scenario like that. But for the future book money, which is astoundingly big, you know, here in the great state of Nevada, uh, that bookmaker is very, very happy. So it was, it was very nicely done for the books. There you go. All right. That's the info that I needed yeah. on that. 
Uh, I'm still waiting to see did somebody have a massive futures ticket on Baylor from early in the year, and if so, what did they win? I haven't seen that anywhere. Here's what I want to know. Here's the breaking news. How come we have not heard from Mattress Mac? I mean, Waco, Houston, they got to be, right? right? Where's Mattress Mac? How come he didn't lay, lay it down heavy? We didn't hear any of this stuff. I mean, if the Houston Cougars, we didn't even hear him talking about the Houston Cougars, or is Mattress Mac not a big college basketball guy? That's what I want. Maybe not. He, he, he's certainly still counting his money from the Buccaneers, plus the points against the Kansas City Chiefs back in the first week in February. Yeah. And you'd love it when I quote Cosell. I remember because I was there for that one. But I can't speak to Mattress Mac's interest in the NCAA tournament or not. Perhaps he doesn't care. Perhaps he doesn't. But I'll tell you what, uh, tying this back to the uh, Mattress Mac, I have my future ticket in on the Houston Astros myself at plus 2,200, my friend. You want a piece of that action? (laughs) We got a long way to go. Got a long way to go in this season. I applaud the uh, the LA Angels of Anaheim fans throwing the trash cans out on the field. They're they're making up for lost time on ridiculing the Astros because we couldn't have fans at the games for for everything except the World Series basically last year, which the Astros weren't in. I, I do seem to recall the Rays were in the World Series last year. So uh, we'll see. Long way to go for all of this uh, in the baseball season, and let's hope that they can get most of it in and most of it played because there's legitimate concerns that there may be pauses and and that kind of stuff, and it may off-balance the schedule, but uh, we're off and rolling. And the, and the uh, Rays, by the way, we were talking last week about opening day. The Rays will open with those dreaded, hated New York Yankees this weekend in Champa Bay. They're, the Yankees are coming to town after the Rays get done in Boston. And, uh, and I imagine that, that was a little too early for that. But since he hit the breaking news, yes, uh, Numchuk assist again here. Uh, Mattress Mac did put a million dollars on the Houston Cougars to win the NCAA basketball tournament. That's right, at wow. nine to one odds. But he was on the wrong Texas team. Should have went Baylor. Denied. Yeah, denied. Denied and donated. Right, he donated. There you go. In so, that yeah, no free furniture for anybody. So let me ask you this: Now, every time the Yankees come to that orange juice box that you call a field or a home over there, there's more Yankee fans. About seventy percent of the fans are Yankee fans. How many fans are being let into the the juice box there? And what do we expect Believe to see? the current number is 13,000 is what they're going to allow for this weekend. It's not going to be like the scene well, that's in Texas double what they, they normally get. Jeez. Well, it's typical crowd. We've talked about this before. So you would anticipate that out of the 13,000, probably about seven or 8,000 maybe Yankee fans. But here's the classic thing. These are people that generally, by and large, have lived in the area for 20 years, 30 years, 40 years, and they root for the Rays and wear their Rays hat, their Rays shirt, their, their Rays replica jersey for all the other games. It's just when the Yankees come to town, they put the Yankee stuff on. And it's kind of the same way with the Red Sox fans, too, that live down here. They, they root for the Rays except for those games and in that series. So we'll see if that's the case. It will be, it will be odd. It will be interesting. The Rays do have some season ticket base. So a lot of it may very well be that it will be Rays fans if it's only 9,000, 13,000, something like that at the games uh, this week. I can tell you there's a lot of anticipation uh, for them to raise the American League championship banner 
uh, coming up here because that's the second one in franchise history, and they'll be doing that on Friday when they get ready to play the Yankees. All right, uh, final thing for you, TJ Reeves. As, as Mrs. Reeves has the baked ziti going, I smell it from here. She's waving you. It's like, get off that phone. She I wins just, the contest exactly. and doesn't get ice cream and has to do the cooking? Yeah, and is doing the cooking tonight. Now you are welcome to my world and what I'm putting her through because I'm on with you chuckleheads. Continue, TJ. Uh, okay, yes. so we let everyone participate in this interview as, as Numchuck wants to ask the question, but I'll ask it for him because we're going to allow him on the air. Oh, yeah, T.J. Reese. Are you going to WrestleMania? Let's say he wants to know. That's everybody wants to know. Yeah, are you there, WrestleMania? All right, so it is here. It's a year delayed. It was supposed to be here a year ago with the COVID shutdown coming right before it. And the answer is no, negative. I do not have – and they have restricted the tickets, uh, again, because it's not going to be – Anything like what the previous ones have been with full football stadiums and all the, all the full seats down on the field area in the football stadiums. My understanding is, again, somewhere around like 20,000, is what they're going to allow, and it is a very tough ticket. I talked to a buddy of mine just real quick. Remember, they've been doing all this wrestling programming for Vince McMahon's WWE at Tropicana Field, the home of the Rays, for like the last three months. All those televised shows have been in the Rays baseball stadium at Tropicana Field. They had to disassemble all of that, take all of that down, and get out because the Rays are playing baseball games this week. And a lot of that technology, production, all, all the, the, the TVs and all the cameras and all the stuff that they're using, they moved it over to the to, across the water, across the bay, back to Tampa, to where the Buccaneers play football to get everything ready. And they have been doing that all week this week to get ready for this weekend. And it's a two-night event. They're going to have wrestling matches Saturday night and Sunday night for WrestleMania. So there is a there is a vibe. This is a big wrestling town. There are a lot of people here from out of town that are coming and trying to get a ticket. And it is a tough ticket uh, for Raymond James Stadium for the two nights of WrestleMania. But I will not be there on the breaking news. Uh, get a credential. I mean, that's it. I mean, like, you don't get that kind of news anywhere else. TJ Reeves breaking it down for you, just like literally breaking it down. Uh, WrestleMania, Tropicana Field, great stuff, my friend. All right. Bum, bum, we'll send you out with this, my friend. You recognize that? That is your boy, Timmy B, baby. Tim Brando's new theme song on the T.C. Martin Show, The Birth of Butt Boogie. Thank you very little. <laughs> That's right, TJ. I love, uh, I love whenever we get a chance to chop it up. I know you're going to make an appearance on Three Dog Thursday for this week on the podcast that will coincidentally be out on Thursday. I look forward to more of your gloating about the Baylor Bears. Uh, you'll probably talk more about your ice cream that you got and who knows what else. It's always good to be with you in Las Vegas, my friend. Take care, brother. There is TJ Reeves. Check it out. The Three Dog Thursday podcast has a plethora, I love that word, plethora, can you tell? A plethora of podcasts, there it is. TC's uh, just hoping that his plus 2200 on the Astros doesn't end up in the trash can. Uh, don't jinx it, my friend. I'm not into the whole jinx. There it is. When we come back, terrible Tuesday takes. The ground started shaking, no grass grew where she been. Hey, everyone, this is Carnell, a.k.a. Golden Pipes, and I want to welcome you back to the T.C. Martin Show. Get on over to any of the William Hill Sportsbook properties and download the app. That's right, the William Hill mobile app. So easy to use. Use that promo code TC50 to bet some baseball, NHL, the NBA, all of that great stuff. TC50, the promo code there. And 
Got to get your CBD, right? RVD CBD. That promo code, if you go onto the RVD CBD website, get 21% off everything that's on the website there. Use that promo code TCRVD. Take advantage of that. And uh, RVDs will be in the house on Thursday. We have testimonials coming on Thursday from our last winners from two weeks ago. Uh, early on reviews sound like they are outstanding. So uh, hear that on Thursday's show with uh, some of our loyal listeners who won the product, the cream. And I know one of our listeners, a uh, high school baseball coach, been pitching a batting practice saying, hey, the results have been outstanding. So go to the website, check it all out. Very affordable to begin with, but you get to save 21% off of anything on the RVD CBD website. Use that promo code TCRVD. Not RVD HOF, which is what he's going to be after tonight, but RVD CBD. After tonight, huh? Tonight's a big night. Hall of Famer. Yeah. Yeah. How about that? WWE Hall of Famer. My man RVD. Congrats. And we'll talk to him about that on Thursday. All right. Terrible Tuesday. It's Terrible Tuesday. That's terrible. Things gone wrong in the sporting world. That's a terrible idea. I want to know what the hell he's smoking. Something stinks in here. That's terrible. (laughs) It's Terrible Tuesday. Things gone wrong in the sporting world. Well, the Washington Nationals have just played their first game. That's right. Today, just a few hours ago, playing their very first game of the year. Well, everyone else played four and five games. The Nats haven't played a game due to COVID-19. Boy, this sounds familiar, doesn't it? Yes, all has been quiet. No details were released when the opener was postponed last Thursday. And today we get info that 11 players have been sidelined. At least four have tested positive. Now, the Nats announced that starting pitchers Patrick Corbin and John Lester, catchers Jan Gomes and Alex Avila, first baseman Josh Bell, infielders Josh Harrison and Jordy Mercer, all of these guys pretty much, except for Patrick Corbin who came over last year, are all new to the team, including left fielder Kyle Schwarber, former Cub. He's a newbie too. Brad Hand. They've all been placed on the injured list. However, none... Of these are listed with a specified injury, which makes me wonder why. All right, two questions here. All right, why the secrecy here? And why is this happening? Why are the Nationals really the only team that's affected like this? They've missed their five games. I don't see any other teams having this problem. Things have gone rather swimmingly up to this point. I guess it's because... Players or people in this organization aren't being smart. They're not protecting themselves. 11 players? Are you kidding me? 11 players? And I don't want to make light of this. It's serious. But really, this goes back to being smart, being safe. More and more people are getting vaccinated. Obviously, these players haven't been vaccinated. Where are the protocols there in Washington? Where is the communication in the organization? Where's the decision-making with all of these people it's really kind of unexcusable, inexcusable in my opinion at this time. Well, it isn't. It isn't. I mean, if it hits a locker room, you can see how more people get it. Look what's going on in the NHL right now with Vancouver. 20 people have 
COVID but, okay, there. Okay, but there's a reason for this. It just doesn't appear out of thin air, okay? I mean, someone is in contact. Somebody is spreading it. Someone's not being smart, being safe. And to travel that quickly, it, it's more than one person. And again, at this stage, when we're a year into this, and we have all the protocols in place, the temperature uh, checking, what you're supposed to do outside of the realm of the job, at home, how safe we're supposed to be, how you're supposed to take all this precaution. Hasn't anybody learned? I mean, we're, we're talking to half of the roster infected here before the season even starts. So what is what was happening in the offseason here? Well, I think one of the big problems right now is everybody's acting like this stuff is over. There, it's there's not the over answer. Yet. Okay, you so know, that goes into what I'm saying. Because you mentioned the temperature checking. You're responsible. I don't know the last time you were in a local casino, but I've been in a couple. They're yeah. not doing temperature checks yes. anymore. They've stopped that. You go to the grocery store, the arrows down the aisles and that kind of stuff, they're gone. People are acting like this is a done deal. It's over. Finish. Finito. You know, now I'm happy because today is actually two weeks since I got my shot, so now I'm fully vaccinated. And Dr. Christina said to me when I got vaccinated, she goes, you you and Frank, fully vaccinated. I said, yeah, there's a promo right there. However, there's still some stuff going on, too, and I saw something on the news last night because there are hot spots coming up again because some of these variants and other things are happening. We're not out of the woods yet, and there's a lot of people, too. I've heard reports that... The shot might only last for like six months. Or we might have to get, just like you get a flu shot, there might be a COVID shot every year. We don't know what's going to happen on the other side of this. So, but yeah, but everybody that thinks this is done, it ain't over yet. There's still big effects. I don't know what the NHL is going to do if this stuff stays up in the north because how are you going to play playoff hockey if a team's got to quarantine two weeks or something like that to play? It can get dicey here in the NHL and the Stanley Cup playoffs. Nats not off to a good start, uh, trailing the Braves five to four in Washington D.C. as we speak in the top of the eighth inning. But yes, not good for Major League Baseball. All right, in uh, staying with Major League Baseball, and we talked to Kim Korak, the voice of the loss, uh, voice of the Oakland Athletics, last hour. You know, I watched a good portion of that series. The Astros opened the series in Oakland, and I watched a little bit of the game last night with the Strohs and the Angels. And the A's fans, like Ken mentioned, really gave it to the Astros. Like, okay, fans are back in the park, and the Astros are getting to hear it. And, you know, the loudest boos left over from the cheating scandal are going to Jose Altuve and to Correa for the most part, Alex Bregman, and again, a lot of those guys are gone, but you know these guys that are still here, these fans are still letting them have it. The signs are, are in the park. But last night, the Angel fans took it to a whole nother level. A gray, life-sized, inflatable garbage can was heaved over the right field scoreboard, made its way onto the warning track onto the field uh, at the conclusion of the sixth inning as the... Um, as the Astros were going back on the field, indicating the anger that still festers around the Houston Astros. Moments later, Jose Altuve was up to the plate in a real garbage can that landed in almost the exact same place, uh, spilling a handful of plastic bottles as it collided under the dirt, interrupted play once more. So here's the deal. It it blows me away on how people are going to hold on to stuff And these fans, because they didn't get a chance to come to the park last year, so now more than a year, they're going to continue 
to voice their displeasure. I get that. And players can handle that. Players and even, I know Dusty will even chuckle at that. But it just, it, it goes to another level when you start throwing stuff on the field or you're aiming stuff at players. I mean, that's got to go. And it just, it just goes to the mindset of these low-life fans who take this stuff so personal. And you're an Angels fan? What are you so worried about? Why, you know, the Oakland A's? Not real, okay? Dodgers a couple years ago? I could see that to a certain degree. Yankees a couple years ago? I get that. Okay, Astros knocked you out of the playoffs. You know, uh, Dodgers got uh, got beat by the Astros in the World Series. Okay, fine. But still, none of this is excusable. And again, how many times do you got to apologize over and over again? It just seems ridiculous. Now, Dusty Baker had this to say, and I know a lot of people are saying, well, why is Dusty saying this? Let's paint the picture, because I know there's some national media that fully didn't watch this live. I watched this live last night in his post-game press conference in Anaheim last night. The question was asked by a reporter, and the question was, it was nicely done. He said, hey, Dusty, just want to uh, have you touch on you saw the garbage can being thrown on the field. Uh, you heard the fans in the stands. You guys started the season on the road. Uh, how have your players handled this, and how long do you think this will continue to go? That was the question that was asked to him. Here is his response. You can tell the amount of hostility and the amount of hatred in the, in, in the stands. And, um, you know, how many in the, in, the, in the stands have never done nothing, anything wrong in their life? Or, you know, you know, we paid the price for it. How many people have not cheated, you know, on the test or, or, or whatever at some point in time? I mean, it's easy, you know, if you live in glass houses, but I don't think anybody lives in glass houses. And, uh, you know, I think that, you know, sometimes we need to look at ourselves before you, uh, you know, spew hate on, on somebody else. Like I said, it's, uh, it's a sad, you know, situation for, you know, for America to me. You know, when you when you hear things, I mean, what are the kids supposed to think in the stands? Or, you know, and, then, and some of them are kids are following their parents. And uh, it's, uh, it's sad to me. Like I said, it, you know, people make mistakes. And, um, you know, we paid for ours. And, uh, you know, we say leave it alone. Dusty Baker. Well, and I think the problem with some of the people out there, and I don't want to speak for everybody, and it is sad in a way, and he's right, everybody sins, you know, it's kind of like, you know, let he who is without sin cast the first stone type of scenario there. But I think a lot of people don't think that they've paid that much. They didn't get their World Series rings taken away. They didn't get a lot of stuff. They still have the accolades. Some of the former players and some of the even current players have basically, basically come out and said, deal with it. We're still the champs. Do whatever you want. They can expect this for, I believe, pretty much the entire season when they're on the road, especially if they let them know that it's starting to get under their skin. What I think they need to do is when people throw something on the field, they need to be kicked out of the ballpark, fined or whatever as well, whatever they can do, and just make sure that they don't come back to that ballpark. The inflatable trash can, I thought that was kind of silly, but it's kind of harmless as well. When they threw the actual trash can with garbage in that and the garbage was spilling out on the warning track and they had to clean all that up, now you're delaying the game, Something else, somebody else could get hurt in that. If they start criminally prosecuting people, that's the way to stop this stuff. And if they don't do that sort of thing, it's going to continue. It's, it's funny, too, because Dusty kept saying we, and just the type of guy he is, 
you know, it wasn't him. He wasn't involved in this. He very right. easily could have said them or this organization, and no one would have had a problem with that. But, again, he is taking ownership because those are his guys, and this is his team now. And, again, he had nothing to do with that. So I think that was, was pretty interesting, but just shows you the, the type of guy he is. And, again, so he was asked the question. That was his answer. I don't think there's anything wrong you know, with that answer. Here's what I want to know, though. Everyone is checked when they go into a ballpark. How do you sneak in an inflatable garbage can? I mean, this thing was pretty big. How does that even get in? Now, I understand you're taking a garbage can and throwing it, you know, with the trash, and, and that's where's security. I mean, the, 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 the trash can is not sitting there at the base of the seats. The trash cans are up on the concourse. So you're telling me some ham and agar is, is taking a trash can and probably hauling it at least 40, 50, 60 yards and then dumping it? This makes no sense to me. Well, no, it doesn't either. The only way that I can say about the inflatable getting there, maybe it wasn't inflated, but maybe it was under somebody's jacket. No, that's what I'm saying, but still. Well, right, right. But I mean, you're padded down and all that stuff. When you go into the park, you're checking your bags. Every bag is checked. It's crazy. Maybe they're not checking it very close, or maybe somebody said, hey, this is going to be funny later on. I don't know. I I wish they had video of the guy or whoever blew the damn thing up before they threw it on the field because he must have been really out of breath and probably huffing and puffing quite a bit. You know where Nubchuck thinks that they, uh, they stored that when they snuck in. You know, I, I don't think they had you know, that kind of room to put that you know, down their pants like that. Speed dial three? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, you know, I'm going to take it off of the baseball field and take it into the, uh, the basketball court a little bit. Oh, the guy, although he's not playing anymore, you know, Paul Pierce – Recently had a party. He had a poker game, and he was live streaming it. Because apparently he does this once in a while. There was quite a bit of people there, and they're playing poker, and you know they're betting 500 chips here and this and that. And I'm, I'm assuming it was $500. It seemed like it was a, a, a poker game that uh, had a lot of fun things going on with it. Well, there was also a lot of strippers there. And they were giving him massages and that, and... Very scantily dressed. I mean, it looked more like a pool party than just a poker game. And girls twerking in the background and him saying stuff. And there was live streaming going on the entire time and people interacting with him like, well, Paul, I wish I was there. You have the hottest girl there. This, that, and the other stuff. Well, now Paul Pierce, because he did that, he's out of a job. ESPN has fired him uh, because, I guess, probably something with the morals clause or something. And a lot of people are outraged. In fact, Michelle Beadle came to his defense and basically said, look, he's not a merry guy. He's having fun. He wasn't doing anything necessarily illegal. Not sure if playing poker like that is legal or not. If What but, happened to Michelle Beadle? I haven't seen her in ages. I, I didn't really. I forgot I all about her. I, I haven't seen her since I saw the story that yeah. she came to his defense on, in this particular story. <laughs> but, here's gonna, but here's what I got to say. First off, I didn't think Paul Pierce was that great on the broadcast. But you do work for Disney. <laughs> When you work for ESPN, it's part of Disney. And you have girls twerking and everything and thongs and string bikinis and everything. They're all getting massages. Again, they're all adults. They can do what they want to, but I don't think they can be that shocked about it. Pierce did go on to say that, uh, you know, don't worry about him. Bigger and better things are coming around the corner. So, you know, he's all happy. He hashtagged it with uh, the truth shall set you free. And uh, basically came on and said, if you get knocked down twice, you get up three times, which I 
think is actually mathematically incorrect, but you whatever. Know, I know Paul he, Pierce. I know he had a regular spot on the Jump, which is the NBA show on on ESPN as well. But uh, yeah, Paul Pierce loses his job but again in the know, middle of the basketball season. Yeah, middle of the basketball <laughs> season, you know, decision making process there. And uh, again, yeah, you, you are going to be held to a higher standard when you're a professional athlete. But then when you're a professional athlete that has a broadcasting job uh, as well, too. All right, uh, I don't know if you guys saw the Miley Cyrus halftime, or wasn't halftime, in between games of the Final Four. So now we've gone the way of so Super on Bowl on Saturday, yeah. And then CBS even replayed it a little bit of it uh, again last night prior to the championship game. But Miley Cyrus performing during the Final Four, she's doing queen songs, she's doing a bunch of covers, and before she took the quote-unquote stage there in Indianapolis, they had this big old thing about this was supposed to be in support of frontline workers. What is we you know we are the champions and all the and, and all these other you know seventies and eighties and even some nineties uh, cover songs that she's doing I didn't see any tribute to frontline workers uh, you know at all uh, the performance was kind of a joke that's really not the audience that is there and of course they had some plants that were uh, on the ground there and what they typically do is they take radio station winners and they bring them down that sort of thing I have no idea what was going on here but it was just more of an advertising gimmick you had the AT&T logos on there the other sponsors on there but the performance was not very good and I don't understand why we're having this in between games at a Final Four when I can certainly say that nobody is tuning in to watch this. Nobody cares. And the eight to 10,000 people that were in attendance at the game wanted to see Miley Cyrus especially do this performance. She looked horrible, sounded pretty close to horrible. Why? I don't get it. I guess because she's a name. I don't know. I didn't see it, so, and I would. And if I would have saw that it was her, I wouldn't it's have watched got, it's it. It's got to connect with the audience, though, don't you think? Well, the only thing I will say is, if she did, we are the that champions. Does, yeah. But if she did, we are the champions, and it was her first line workers. She was. If she's saying that they were the champions she's, of everything, but she's not. But yeah. but again, but that's the only tie in I can see. I know. If if that's that's probably I'm guessing how they're going to try to backsell it and say that it works out in that. But I mean. But Miley it, Cyrus likes to be out there and be controversial. I mean, you, you talk about people that twerk and things like that. I mean, she's done that stuff for a long time. So I'm not the biggest Miley, Miley Cyrus fan, but you know what? She probably doesn't miss me in not buying her albums. It was about as exciting as last night's championship game. Well, you know, do you have a favorite TV program? Do I have a favorite TV program? Yeah. Well, I mean, I got several. I yeah. mean, outside yeah. of like sports or something, you have stuff that's your no. your go to must. My go to is Curb Your Enthusiasm. You know, I've always loved that. I okay. can hardly wait for season ten coming. Yeah. Well, you know, I mean, I, I watch a little bit of TV yeah. here, like Criminal Minds isn't on anymore, yeah. but we both watch a lot of sports. But the game show that I always watch is Jeopardy. Yeah. And I can't watch this week. Oh no, no, no! You can't watch it because no. Aaron Rodgers is the host this week. Yes. He's hosting, of course. Alex Trebek passed away. To me, the greatest game show host of all time. Great guy, really nice. I've known some people. I never got the pleasure of meeting him, but I hear that he's just a class guy all the way around. But, you know, they're having some guest hosts in, and Ken Johnson did it for for a little while. Or Ken Jennings, I'm sorry, uh, did it for a little while. And, you know, but he's doing another show on ABC, so they're having guest hosts. So Aaron Rodgers is doing it this week, so I'm not Actually, watching. Actually, the next two weeks. He's, he, he, they, they recorded ten episodes. I remember Okay, this. so yeah. there you go. So for two okay. weeks, I can't yeah. watch it. Yeah, I agree. They, I know he posted a video with his 
supposedly new fiance or whatever, and he's wearing a little man bun and that, and she's saying how hot he is and that, and bleh, you know, I'm gagging at that. But um, I will say, I did see something. I didn't see the episode, but I saw it today, and I'm like, okay, maybe I should have watched yesterday's episode. Because for Final Jeopardy, the gentleman who won bet zero on Final Jeopardy. He bet zero. He bet zero because he already had the game won. Oh, okay. So he didn't want to risk losing anything. And he had a little bit of fun with his Final Jeopardy answer. It's not the right answer to the question, but he wrote down who wanted to kick that field goal. Okay, but what was the what was the answer? Because that was the question, because we've got to do everything in reverse here because it's Jeopardy. I don't know because I didn't see it. Accepting a Lifetime Achievement Emmy, he said, just take 10 seconds to think of the people who have helped you become who you are. You have 30 seconds. Good luck. <laughs> and so his answer was that. Yes, his answer was who wanted to kick that field goal. Now, I will say this. What kind of response did Aaron give? To Roger's defense, he laughed and he did say, that should be the right answer, but it's not. What did it cost you? And then he saw that it cost him nothing, and then he kind of smiled because he said, okay, sick burn. So that guy was, uh, you know, I wonder if he had that up his sleeve the entire time. I think so because I believe he had said... I, I believe he was a Bears fan, and that was kind of being let known when the show started. Yeah, yeah, I think uh, that was a little bit of a plant, you know, question. So Might have been. But he still had to be in that position that he could afford to know yeah. that he could miss Final Jeopardy there to do go. it. Okay, there it is. Aaron Rodgers. Yeah, we can't watch uh, Jeopardy the next couple weeks. But now I'm kind of curious just to see. I'm going to have to watch or record an episode to just to see how he handles it and this man bun thing not a fan of that either by the way if you're wondering why they chose rogers he actually won a celebrity jeopardy back in 2015 he said that the last two weeks he's been doing nothing but practicing and getting ready for this because he wants to do it professionally and because he is a big fan of alex trebek's right i'm still not watching (laughs) yeah i know there's been a lot of hype with that and you know he he is a fan of the show so there you have it yeah i really haven't watched too much jeopardy well again you know the guys on jeopardy they're too smart for me so again, I you know the only time that I can even get into that if they have sports or music questions. That's about it, you know. So there you go. Yeah, I'm like you, not interested, and especially with Rogers. Nah, forget about it. Forget about it. All right, man. I uh, want to thank Ken Korak for joining us today. T.J. Reeves as well too. And again, uh, we'll probably be talking a little bit more about the Baylor crushing of Gonzaga here in the next couple of days, specifically tomorrow, because very special guests join the program tomorrow. As I compared Baylor to the 1990 UNLV running Rebels tomorrow, Anderson Hunt is going to join us tomorrow and uh, part of that fantastic team. I'm curious to what Anderson's thoughts are when he was watching this game last night, especially with all the hype about Gonzaga being undefeated coming into this game and what Baylor did. And uh, these are moments when UNLV has been a mention by a lot of people in the national media, and we heard a lot on the broadcast during the course of of this run by Gonzaga as well, too. So it'll be great to uh, get uh, former Runner Rebel Anderson Hunt's thoughts on tomorrow's show. Yeah, maybe gets his thoughts. Uh, you know, it, will there be another undefeated team, or is it just too difficult in this day and age that we, like we were talking about earlier? And real quick, too, the Deshaun Watson update, up to 22 now. 22! And now two of them are actually saying who they are and what their names are in uh-huh. that. So they are starting to, uh, you know, it's getting dicey. Wow. All right, from Ballpark Frank, T.C. Martin saying so long. Go check out our interview with Tim Brando uh, from yesterday. It's up on the website and everything else. TCMartinShow.com. Check us on uh, all the other podcast platforms as well.